I actually had a project manager that worked for me that took me aside for a coffee one day and said, you need to leave this job before it kills you. Welcome to A Congruent Life, where we share inspirational stories of authenticity and happiness. A Congruent Life is an interview project sharing the stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, discovering their passions, and living authentic, amazing lives. Here's your host, Andy Gray. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 60 of Aiken Grant Life. I'm your host, Andy Gray, and I'm honored to host these conversations and share some pretty amazing people with you. Aiken Grant Life is all about authenticity, and in particular, we share stories of reinvention, people that have the wherewithal to reevaluate what they're doing with their lives and then go forward in a way that's more congruent for them. Today, that person is Andy Hayes. Andy went from a lucrative career in enterprise software development, sort of like me, and consulting and found a company called Plum Deluxe, whose philosophy is helping you create moments that matter. Here's our conversation. I'm talking today to Andy Hayes, who's the founder of Plum Deluxe, which he says is the website that helps you create moments that matter. Andy, welcome to A Congruent Life. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. Go way back, like episode, I don't know, 15 maybe. So uh, thanks for having me. It's awesome. You bet. Thanks for being a listener of the show. It's great to uh, connect with people that have been listening to the show a long time. And and I really appreciate the words that you've shared about uh, appreciating the guests that we have. We've talked to a lot of great folks and glad to add you to that crowd. Yes, you do have. I, we were just talking before we started uh, recording that you, I, I really feel like you have a really interesting set of guests. They're not always the people that you see on all the other podcasts. So thank you for going out and finding those really interesting people. So, Oh, you bet. It's uh, it's one of those things where interesting people begat interesting people. And mm-hmm. it's really quite mm-hmm. delightful to see some of the kind of the strands of connection between various people, people that have been on the show and people that they introduced me to. And again, like we were talking before we started recording, you and I are kind of in that boat. We've been connected online for many years now through means that we don't even really remember. But yet here we are now talking on A Congruent Life. Yeah. Old Twitter friends. That's how I would describe it. And we don't really live that far apart either. I live in Portland right now and you're in Bend. So we technically should have actually bumped into each other at some point, but we haven't. One would think so. Certainly with the <laughs> various events and the circles that we run in, I would think that we would know each other in person. But one of these days, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, let's make, let's set the intention to figure that out next year, shall we? That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Well, let's just jump in, Andy. You want to start by introducing yourself to our audience and kind of tell us a little bit about what you're up to, and then we'll see where we go from there. I would love to. Well, as you so eloquently put, I'm the founder and creator of PlumDeluxe.com, which is the website that helps you create moments that matter. I um, I set out, I wanted to create a space online where we could have a conversation about uh, what it means to live the good life. You know, and for me, I always felt like, uh, one of the principles I wanted to help people with is slowing down, you know, just even just slowing down to have that conversation. I'm a big entertainer, you know, dinner party host, and I love that feeling of being connected to people around a table, um, having those kind of conversations, those serendipities, you know, someone brings someone you don't know, and it's kind of a really 
just interesting things start to happen. So I wanted to kind of create a space that was kind of like the dinner party table online. And so that's where Plum Deluxe got started. Um, I'm actually an IT guy. That was my background. I was doing enterprise software, which is a technical word for just the software that big, big companies use. And I did that. I had a very successful career for many, many years and found myself after two corporate acquisitions in a very toxic work environment. And so I said to myself, I have to, you know, make a change. And I actually had a project manager that worked for me that took me aside for a coffee one day and said, you need to leave this job before it kills you. And perhaps that was strongly worded, but I think he was right. I actually was having a lot of health issues because of that toxic, uh, you know, workspace. And so um, I just, I jumped. I, I said, I, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I know there's some risks in being self-employed. And I, and it took, this was eight years ago almost now. And it, so it took me a long time to come up with the concept so so succinctly said. <laughs> I didn't have that like right out of the gate, but um, I I knew that I the biggest risk was staying where I was in this environment that was really, really unhealthy. And so I made the leap. I knew as a kid I would cut up pieces of paper and staple them together and make little magazines. So I, I knew I was kind of destined for some role in the publishing world somehow, but I wasn't really sure how that would play out. And someone told me you should um, start a blog, do it online first instead of a magazine. You know, magazines are so old-fashioned. Do a blog. And WordPress had just came out. Facebook fan pages had just came out right then. So my timing was very good. So I kind of just, you know, strapped on my backpack and headed out on this adventure that's uh, called Plum Deluxe. That's interesting. I didn't actually didn't realize the similarities between our paths in that way. Let's maybe rewind a little bit and talk about that time when you were doing enterprise software and you're in this, uh, as you describe it, toxic career. How did you have to use the word mindfulness about what that was actually doing that to you? Did you know that about yourself or was it really this wake up from this project manager? Well, you know, I feel like it, I had experienced that old science experiment with the frogs. You know, they say if you turn the temperature up really fast on a frog, it'll jump out of a pot of boiling water. Whereas if you turn it up very, very slowly, it will stay in there and die. And there's that strong word in, warning again, so I don't mean to scare people, but um, it's just a good analogy. Um, and I was I was the frog with the water that slowly got too hot, and I wasn't paying attention. So I was not very mindful. Not, I was not very mindful of it. It took, I, I mean, I was starting to really get some glimpses, you know, perhaps the fact that I passed out onto some guy's lap on a bus because I had such severe migraines should have been maybe a bit of a clue, <laughs> just maybe... But um, I definitely, I was kind of starting to see the signs, and I, I felt like this project manager's statement was sort of the line in the sand. Like, okay, you've started noticing things, and we're all very aware of them, and I'm going to tell you right now, like, you need to you need to move, move. You need to do something. Yeah, I think we often experience stress. You know, it's really easy to say, oh, I'm, my job is so stressful. My, my life is so stressful. But it's really an important thing that has really dramatic impact on our health. Yeah. And I remember I was one of those people, just like I meet now often, who say, oh, I'm so busy. You know, how are you? I'm so busy. My work is so intense. Or the one that really irks me now is uh, today was such a fire drill. Yeah, my work is always a fire drill, fire drill, fire drill, fire drill. And once you start kind of getting yourself into that story of 
everything is so busy, everything is so urgent, it's always, everything's always on fire, then it's really, really hard to, like, your body starts reacting to that, like, oh, wow, like, like, your body hears, wow, um, it's on fire, like, I'm in danger, <laughs> but, <laughs> which is not, not the, not the right choice of words. So I, after my experience, I really wanted people to kind of back off on that a little bit, just, you know, kind of, you know, step down the, the, you know, alert, um, maybe is a better word to put it. You know, I do appreciate even, even me, you know, being self-employed sitting here with my office full of tea bags and blog posts on scraps of paper and you know, just like all these random things. Um, I can have like a crazy day, but I also know that I can choose to kind of back off and, and find some clear headed time to make sure that I'm not just busy for being busy sake. And that's what I think people uh, today are really making this mistake is it's just like, we're so busy doing all the things that we think we're supposed to do. We don't ever have time to take a minute and say, Oh, do I, do I need to be this busy? Do I need to be doing all these crazy things? Do I, am, am I a little too over-engaged? Do I need to be watching the news? Do I need to be, um, reading these six magazines that I paid for and subscribed to, you know, it's just kind of, I want to really help people back off on that a little bit and just re-engage with what they really want, what they're really excited about what they're motivated to be interested in as opposed to what we're told you need to be doing or what's just kind of you're doing it because it is like you've been doing it that way for so long like for me you know I was I had a career I loved I made a lot of money and I was still kind of doing a job that I loved and made a lot of money but all of a sudden the circumstances around me completely changed and so I was just kind of sitting there doing my thing because that's what I've been doing so I was just doing it. Yeah, it's really easy for our worlds to kind of shrink to what's immediately in our sight. That you know, this is our day to day. This is the job that we have. This is the family situation we have. I guess the proverbial losing the forest for the trees. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little cliched, but it's true. You can kind of just lose sight of what's right in front of you. So once you started developing an awareness of what was going on in your life and it accepted this hypothesis that this was toxic to your life. How did you go about making a change? Well, I had to get over my fear of money, of being self-employed. <laughs> uh, and that that was really just an aware, awareness of how much savings I had and what my costs were, where I could, you know, kind of back, um, back down on some things. But uh, to be honest, I, I pulled the bandage off. Like that was my, that was my plan. Um, I don't know if I'd advocate that to everyone, but for me, it was like I, once I had decided I was going to move, I was going to move forward in a new direction. I was just ready to get in the, you know, get in that car and, you know, turn right, and get going. Um, Cause I was excited. I was excited about this opportunity in front of me to do some different kinds of work. I've been doing software junk for, I think I've been over 10, 12 years at that point. So it was kind of old hat and it was a little stale. So I was really excited to be doing something different and online and creative. And um, I, I love at any point in time when I get to build things or, you know, plan. I'm, I'm, I love that part. I really love it. So I was really excited to dive into that. So the fact that I was excited about the work made it pretty easy to uh, to do that. You know, the other thing, too, was I as I knew that I would get a lot of flack for leaving, you know, I had some pretty aggressive management above me who uh, I was fully expecting and I did get bullied when I said I was leaving. Uh, so I really had to kind of steal myself and say, like, okay, like 
I'm just gonna, you know, it's kind of like maybe I picture, I just pictured a brick wall and just feeling like, okay, I'm gonna just keep driving. I'm just gonna drive right on through that. You know, I can't let what they say, you know, hurt me. I made my decision. I know deep inside of me it's the right thing to do, and so I just went for it. And because I had all this, you know, stress and ongoing stuff in my current environment, what I didn't do is I didn't really have a plan <laughs> for what I was going to do in my business. So I had to, what many people say is um, sort of build the plane while you're flying it. And um, that's a little crazy. It's a little crazy time, um, especially considering what I just said about being busy. It's it, it, it did feel a little crazy to me. But I actually tell people when, when I hear about people's budding business plans, I tell them to get out and try things and fail because you can plan lots of things on paper and often they don't, they just don't make it like they don't work out. You've got something wrong on the paper. So for me, it it really actually benefited me and I made a lot of mistakes really quickly because I was just having to be out there in front of people right away, not knowing what I was doing. And I was getting really good feedback on like, well, that's not really going to work. And how about this? And how about that? So my launch into this space was pretty crazy, but I'm happy. I'm happy how it went. I'm, I'm, I couldn't imagine doing it another way. But, but you know, I think for every person, it's different. In that context, did you know what you wanted to do? In other words, did you set a course toward Plum Deluxe and and go figure out how to get there, or did you have some twists and turns along the way? Well, I always knew Plum Deluxe. I didn't have that name at the time. I, I should say, uh, I always knew that was my north star. So I, quote Martha Beck term. I knew that was where I wanted to end up was, you know, having my own little publishing empire. But I took the long road. So I kind of set up a blog and I I had a website of my own that I was writing about travel and stuff. So I kind of moved that over and got that set up. And I was just blogging about mostly food and wine and travel was kind of my thing. I was living in Edinburgh, Scotland at the time, so it was kind of like a fun place to be. And you know, so I never had, I never, I never was short on things to say. But uh, an interesting thing happened to me. I was at this networking event that I went to, and at the beginning, for me, that was it was really crucial for me to go to this thing because it was where all the entrepreneurs got together on a Friday morning. And you know, a small town, there wasn't that many people self-employed, and so it was really just great to be around other people and hear what they're working on and, and, you know, other people being excited about what I was doing. And so it's just a real, you know, like water cooler, safe space, um, like people who will tell you that it's going to be okay, <laughs> even when you're not sure. So that was pretty, pretty key for me. And I, I, you know, even today, I think if you're doing anything, you know, that's kind of um, left of center, right of center, or just trailblazing, you got to have some support people in your life. And for me, that was this group. And I, I met someone who wanted to hire me on the side to do work for them. It was actually a tourism uh, board. And she really liked my technology background that I was well-spoken about, you know, writing online. And I had so much travel experience just as a consumer. So I ended up kind of for a while um, drifting off and working with this client stuff. And my stuff got left on the back burner. Because right when someone's paying the bills, you know, and your other stuff is not, you have to, you know, focus your time. So it took me a little while to kind of figure out how to balance, um, you know, client work and being in business. And I still today do client work because I really, 
I love being in service. I, I'm really good at being a consultant. I did that for many years. So it's kind of like embedded in me. Like I know how to be um, uh, kind of on call for people. So I like it, but and it, it kind of keeps my skills sharp. But today, you know, Plum Deluxe is, is my focus and the clients are on the side as, as opposed to the beginning. You know, I didn't know what I was doing and clients are, you know, asking for things. I would just do what was in front of me. So to, to answer your question, yeah, I, I was all over the place in the beginning. I think that's an interesting transition for people uh, of sorting through that. And I know I go through that all the time as well, which is balancing that longer term vision of what I really want to be doing with the shorter term realities of you wait, I need some income, I, you know, have other things I have to take care of. And I can't, I can't maybe allocate the time that I would ideally like to. So do you have any perspective on that? Or what kind of advice do you give people that are struggling with those kinds of issues? Well, it's a good question, and it's a thorny one too. What I like to think of it as, as uh, you know, I bring this word in here, mindfulness. I think being mindful of where you're spending your time, because it's very easy um, being a business owner that your time can get away from you, and you not actually be present with where you're spending your time. So I know for me that happened. I was taking on so much client stuff because. You know, like they were hiring me to teach these workshops and then people in the workshops would say like, well, can you help me with my website? Can you help me do this? And can you write this for me? And of course, I would say yes, because I wanted to please them. And they were, you know, really engaged, enthusiastic about the experience we had just had together. And, you know, so so I know for me, I kind of turned into working. I was I was working a job. I was basically just, a you know, self-employed working a job instead of like having creating this amazing thing. And so for me. What I needed to do was to to be a little more present in vetting all the opportunities. And as business owners, uh, we get lots of opportunities coming our way. And so the real magic act is deciding what to act on and what not to act on. And I think it really does take just some time in doing what you want to do to figure out what's what's a good opportunity and what's bad. And so really, you know, if you're early on in that journey, you just need to be really noticing what you're saying yes to what you're saying no to and how that's allocating your time and really just being aware of it i think is is the key is being aware of it and you can do that just by tracking your time you know just uh there's so many tools out there there's free ones you could just use a spreadsheet if you want but just actually sit down and track your time that's an easy one and you'll see i think it'd be your eyes will be opened because you may think you spend your time one way, but if you actually write it all down, it might be something else. Which goes back to the being busy for busy sake kind of stuff, where it's where you just get caught up in all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you know, even even things that really have to get done, you may find that it's just like, wow, I'm spending you know ten hours a day on email. Like, how's that possible? <laughs> you know, it's like hey, you got to work on that. Like, how are you going to fix that? So just, uh, I really think even if you just do it for a week, for example. You know, because if, if tracking your time sounds really painful, um, it's probably means you need to do it. <laughs> but try it for a week and just see what you find out. Let's take a little deeper on Plum Deluxe. So you said that Plum Deluxe is intended to help people create moments that matter. What do you mean by that? And how does Plum Deluxe help in that? Well, you know, my, my view and philosophy is that if we want to be more present in life, if we want to create, you know, the good life is, is kind of the in vogue term these days. Um, we need to look at uh, time and moments because I think that 
for example, you don't just host a dinner party. It's it's it, it may be an event, but it's all these little things that happen along that way. So it's, you know, creating the theme for the night, you know, sending out the invitations to people, getting them excited about it, choosing the wines and the recipes, and then maybe, you know, with your partner or with your friends, making the food, sitting down to the table and saying the blessing, you know, opening the wine and tasting it, the conversations at the table, it's all of these things, right? And they're all really special and fun and give you a real opportunity to be creative and have a good time. And so I really want people to look at life that way. So looking at how you spend your morning, looking at how you spend your evenings, looking at how you spend your weekends, because otherwise it's too hard and it's too, I think, generic to say, oh, Andy, I really think you you live a good life, don't you? Like, how, how's your life? And you say, it's great, you know, but digging down into the detail of that. And so Plum Deluxe helps with that because every day we publish a new article or resource that details out some, you know, new perspective, a fresh idea on some of these concepts. So, for example, it might be one day a cocktail recipe that you could try, you know, for your holiday meal. Or it might be, you know, tips on wine pairings or tips on, you know, chocolate and cheese pairings or, you know, weekend getaway idea, like get away for the weekend, get some fresh air. So every day we have a um, new, you know, topic, you know, feature on the site about that. And then we also this uh, year launched two new programs. We started doing community events so we could actually get people offline and come together and, you know, create moments together. And we also uh, launched our new organic loose leaf tea line, which uh, most people think it's kind of crazy for a blog to have a physical product. But in fact, um, it's it's quite genius in my opinion <laughs> because we're creating a product that gives people an opportunity to slow down, enjoy with friends and family, and also sit down and uh, enjoy our product, which is you know our online content and you know different resources. So, is location independence part of what you're trying to achieve with your own life? And if so, how does having a physical product fit into that? Yeah, you know, it used to be. It used to be. I liked that freedom when I started. I really enjoyed that freedom. But to me, uh, when I when I found I could have as much freedom as possible, um, I didn't enjoy it as much because I like the balance. I like the contrast. I like being able to go away for a couple of weeks versus, uh, you know, holding down for the winter by the fireplace in a in a you know home that is mine and that you know I've set up exactly like I want. So. I like I like a little bit of both. I'm not saying I want at all. <laughs> I just say, you know, I like to have my options and I like to have a home base. For me, having a home base is really important. You know, having a nice office and, you know, place to cook. I like to cook, so it's pretty important to me. Have my tea station, you know, of course, in my house. So, I, I mean, I, I suppose technically I could still be location independent now if I wanted because I do have a couple of people who help me with Plum Deluxe, and one of them lives here in Portland. So I could say, you know, hey, here are the dates that I'm traveling. You know, can you handle any tea orders? So I could do that if I really wanted to, but it doesn't interest me. And so I just plan ahead if I'm traveling. And, for example, uh, over the change of the new year, um, we're actually going to close the tea store. So it'll just – you can order things, but they won't ship for, you know, mm-hmm. seven or eight days. And if – and, and sure, will we lose a few sales? Sure, but that's fine. That 
I'm going to be on vacation, so I won't care. <laughs> I really like that perspective of saying, you know what, we're not going to be 24-7 available. We are shutting down for the holidays and place an order if you want, but we'll ship it in a couple weeks. How do people react to that? And it's part of our, yeah, nobody's complained. I I actually have us, we have a, a little private Facebook group for T customers so they can ask questions and kind of talk to each other. And um, when I posted it, people were like, oh, great, you know, like, thanks for letting us know, you know. Like nobody said anything. Um, the, the 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 crux is is that we really are very transparent about how we are as a company. So we're very small. We're a small batch product. Um, you know, like you, we make we make really interesting things that you can't get anywhere else. And because of that, you know, if we need a break, you're going to have to wait. But it's worth waiting for. It's kind of how we we set that expectation. So. Yeah, and and then you know we we try to create a strong tie with our customer, so it's not we don't sell tea to these random people paying like pay per click Google ads or something. It's people we know, people in our community, people who are repeat business. The bulk of our tea right now sales are our tea club, so we have a tea of the month, magical tea tea club of the month, and uh, you know so we just tell them like, hey, you know this this month shipment is going to be here, this one's going to be here, and. People are glad to just know, and and they like having that connection. So, you know, I think you know you could do that with anything, no matter what your product is. If you have that great connection with a the customer, then you can kind of call the shots and and ask them for feedback. Sure, you know, if I got a revol in my hands and people said, "No, we want to order tea in the dead of winter before before our New Year's party," then sure, I'd say, "Okay, well, we'll have someone come in and you know pack this up for you, no problem." But People are like, nope, we're good. We'll order before you go. Thank you. So it's really good to have that feedback loop. You know, if you don't have that in your business, you got to work on that. It's pretty, pretty crucial. Yeah, I would venture to say that that concept of finding your tribe is essential to making that happen. You know, you've found the type of people that would value you taking a, a vacation during the holidays. Yeah, and it kind of is, is a very plum to luck thing, right? Like, like we should be living up to the standard that we say everyone else should live up to. Mm-hmm. So, so if we say, yeah, we're going to be closed for a few days. Sorry, it should be like, oh, cool. Like you know, they can close their business for for five days and nobody loses any loses any sleep. So I should be able to do that in my life too. So it's kind of us setting a setting a standard, being a good example to our community. Mm-hmm. So when we talked previously, you said that. Plum Deluxe and the sort of the philosophy behind it and the motivation for it was heavily influenced by your mother. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So um, like I was mentioning before, I had a really meandering start. I, I was blogging about travel and food and wine and I was just kind of all over the place and, and I was experiencing a lot of success, but yeah, it was very unfulfilling. And what I realized was there really wasn't kind of this core strong mission behind why you should come visit this site over any other because let's face it there's no shortage of blogs there's plenty of podcasts you know there's plenty of things to to take up your time on the internet so why plum deluxe and so um what i did this was probably three years ago now so i guess halfway into that journey i i kind of went down into my bunker and i said okay i've really got to work on my branding i've got to get my mission really clear and I want to organize all of our activities around that. So this is kind of at the point where I was starting to say, like, what kinds of products would be supporting the mission that we're trying to work on? How do we run an editorial calendar that really focuses around this, you know, core concept of 
of why um, to to use a Simon Sinek, uh, you know, kind of focus. And so uh, it was really uh, interesting, unfortunate, uh, but it worked out okay anyway. Uh, my mom had had breast cancer for about six years. And she finally um, lost her battle with that. And this was right at the same time that I was working on this, you know, kind of uh, focus on a mission and purpose and, you know, why am I in business and why am I publishing these things? And what I really appreciated was it was a lot of my mom's perspective on living as particularly as a person who, you know, has a um, in that, you know, particular health situation. It was her her perspective and her positivity that I was really trying to promote. So it really, you know, the, the circumstances really infused in me, like, this is really the focus. And, and um, you know, part of her uh, perspective was that um, it's kind of the little things. You know, when I was a kid, she would, she made cakes uh, for a living on the side, like a side business, um, which, you know, which was, someday I'll do that. I think it'd be so fun. Um, but, you know, it was, it was like so fun. It was really invigorating. It was kind of added this like playful um excitingness to the to our house and so i just remember that as a kid being this really kind of cool thing and i i saw you know during the six years some of that come back so my mom was always it was all the time like she was out with these girlfriends they would be running races you know like she's like in her 60s out running a 10k on the weekend and um they'd all you know they'd be planning how to dye their hair um, different colors and you know it was just like this really kid-like joviality about life and I thought wow if she could have such brevity and levity about life in circumstances like that then why can't we all have a little bit of that in our life so so the unfortunate of the circumstances really infused how important it was for Plum Deluxe to have a really strong core mission and that's the whole moments thing mm. and that ties back in really well with the the mission of a congruent life and and the purpose of this show, which is really to explore these issues of both authenticity and and reinvention, and that's what I love so much about the philosophy of Plum Deluxe, and seems to jive so well. And I'm really glad to have you here. So, in that context, what would you say that living authentically or congruently means to you? Well, to me, the thing that really pops in just so strongly is really knowing your core and what I let's let me unpack that a little bit you know I kind of feel like we all have these internal internal navigation systems internal truths internal um you know you had Heather Strang on the call and uh, a, a few weeks months ago and she always says who you really are like who who is it that you really are and I always I always kind of like pause when she says that I'm like who am I really <laughs> Andy Hayes like who are you really but I think um, you know the whole concept is is just being um, in in the know about what you truly want in life, how you want to move throughout the world, how you want to feel every day, what kind of circumstances that you want to be in. You know, I like working at home, um, you know, relaxed with my Latte station, uh, looking out, you know, have a nice view in the window. So it's very simple, but I just like that peace and quiet. So for me, that's like really a core part of how I want to be in the world. And so to uh, have a, have a life like that, I think you just have to, you have to know what it is that you really want. And I, and I find so many people really don't know what it is that they truly want, how they truly want to feel who they really are and want to be. And uh, 
know, sometimes you have to go go in and dig and find out find that out for yourself. You can't uh, rely on the TV media to tell you that because they'll tell you you should be living in fear and that the world is a terrible place and it's falling apart all around you. And um, you and I both know that's not true. <laughs> but um, and, and, and something that I really try hard to do at Plum Deluxe is, is that I want people to know that everyone's life is different and everyone's choices are different. And that's a beautiful thing. And you get to choose. You get to choose all the things that you do and how you spend your time and how you want to feel and what your circumstances are. And so so really just getting down to knowing how how it is that you want your life to be just knowing that just knowing how you want all that to unfold is, 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 is the hardest part. And also the most important Mm. sage advice. Thank you. (laughs) So what's going on in your world now, Andy? Like what uh, kind of projects are you excited about? Well, um, we are just launching some tea related products just to try. We have, I'm so blessed. We have so many creative people in our community. And so we're launching um, tea spa kits for the holidays. So they have tea-infused soaps and tea-infused bath salts. Um, just to try something fun and new. Um, who knows how it'll go? Um, I think they're pretty good products. So that's that's the key. We always, Plum Deluxe will always create things that you can't get anywhere else. So, so that's kind of the concept. And then I'm also kind of looking at the new year, and we may do some some sort of course or product uh, around um i'm not sure what it'll be around yet i I haven't figured that out yet but we're gonna have some something else so that in in addition to sort of the stuff that we publish for free there'll be some something you can opt in for that's paid and it's more like a course you know like 365 days or you know 12 months or 52 weeks something in that realm i'm not sure what yet but i'm excited about it sounds exciting yeah and then our events we're we're what we found this year is that events are a tough nut to crack, but people love them. And we had every event we did got better and better. <laughs> like the first one was really rough, and then the second one wasn't so bad, and then the third, fourth, you know, it was like, oh, like these aren't so bad. So um, at, it, during that kind of quiet period at the end of the year, we're gonna sit down as a team and say, like, okay, how do we really, how do we do this efficiently, effectively, not lose our shirt, <laughs> you know, like make a little bit of money. Um, and really bring people together on the way that our community is asking us for. So maybe we'll be in Bend. You never know. Never know. How can our listeners connect with you, Andy? Well, I, I have to share Twitter because since, you know, we talked about that in the beginning. There it is. Mine's, yeah, Andrew G. Hayes. It sounds very formal, but that's what I had from the beginning. So that's me. It, but if you go anywhere else, you can, it's all Plum Deluxe. So Pinterest.com slash Plum Deluxe. Uh, Facebook.com slash Plum Deluxe plumdeluxe.com so that's where i'll be otherwise is there a final thought andy that you'd like to leave our listeners with about authenticity the thing that comes to mind to me is just to tell everyone that um you're the expert and you know you'll be able to come up with all the right answers you need don't worry so much about seeking out um advice information coaches trainers there's a time and place for all those things, but a lot of the most important decisions, you know the answers to. So just trust trust in yourself. Well, Andy Hayes, thanks so much for reaching out and connecting in this way. I'm really glad to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk on A Congruent Life. 
And Andy Gray, thanks for having me. It was a, it was a pleasure to finally have a conversation longer than 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Andy Hayes. The show notes for this episode are at acongruentlife.net slash 6060 or net slash Hayes, which is H-A-Y-E-S. Thanks to those of you who have been leaving reviews for the show. That's really, really helpful for sharing a congruent life with others and helps a congruent life get discovered. So thanks so much. If you would, please take a quick moment to leave a review for the show at acongruentlife.net slash iTunes or acongruentlife.net slash Stitcher. Thanks a lot. A Congruent Life is supported by Audible.com. If you're a fan of great audio content, you'll love Audible. They provide excellent productions of audiobooks and other kinds of spoken word content. I myself have been listening to Audible for many years, including in the car right now. Audible is offering Acongruent Life listeners a free audiobook download, which you can access at aclbook.com. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Acongruent Life. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Acongruent Life. For more, please visit us on the web at acongruentlife.net. Do you have feedback about the show or suggestions for future guests? Please contact us through the website or send an email to feedback at acongruentlife.net. See you next time.